0: Fame 15 design creative design agency in Pittsburgh. Uh, When I met with them and we were talking about this full impact mindfulness, uh, which is paying attention on purpose and participating in their life, we began to formulate this idea. And one of my favorite uh, movies is Wizard of Oz. So when we talk about Dorothy, we talk about the original film, the beginning of it being filmed in black and white, and when Dorothy went through all these tumultuous changes in her life, signified by the tornado, landing in Oz, crushing the witch, which was evil in the bad things in her life. Yeah. She opened the door and what did she see? Everything everything was in Technicolor. And quite often we'll look at this, we'll say, Have you ever seen a baby chick being born coming out of the shell? Or a or a caterpillar coming out of its Chrysalis out of the cancun. It's a struggle to get out of those. Mm-hmm. They're exhausted when they get out of them. And when you're inside it's all dark. However, that struggle was worth it. What it took, though, was a catalyst for you to crawl out.
1: And and I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's been strange. It's been so strange that I really feel since that started, since I climbed up on that stage and started pursuing and honing and and choosing that on purpose, the power that my words have taken on, the power that my presence, the power that my actions have taken on, it's shocking. I'm still reeling and I still wonder how everything has turned technicolor, but it's, it's because I took an encouragement, and I decided to, okay, I will step forward in confidence, and I will choose this, and I will hone it. And I've had strangers weep in my arms. Mm-hmm. I have heard confessions that I don't deserve to hear, and I remember thinking in my head, "You, you don't deserve this. You don't know this person. You have not earned their trust." And whose voice I, is that? Well that's, that's mine. But then God, I hear his voice too. And he steps in and he was like, that's not your problem. Your job is to be here right now Mm -hmm. and to be with this person.
0: So when we talk about paying attention on purpose, what we talk about is that most people wish hope or wait for things to happen in their lives. Okay. So we talk about belief and anybody can believe in anything. Mm -hmm. You can believe in leprechauns. That's cool. That's wonderful. There may be leprechauns. I hope I run into one someday. (laughs) However, they have little or no effect on my life. And then you move on that to faith. And faith, all faith is, is belief in something that you don't understand, like these glowing things in the ceiling. I know they provide light, and I know it's electricity that gets them to glow. Beyond that, it's all hearsay. It's all guesswork right. to me. Uh, however, I have faith that if I go over and flip the light switch that they're going to go off. And really and truly, what effect does that have in my life? So what we talk about is faith in action. And please don't think that we're putting any religious type of uh, connotations on this podcast. However, uh, we make no uh, apologies for when we talk about the holistic type of wellness, when we talk about the connection between mind, body, and spirit, and that connection with spirit with whatever that may mean to you. So I always tell this story, and it's, I think it illustrates the point perfectly. There's this person that prayed to win a lottery every day, sweat blood, mm-hmm. and nothing ever happened. So they got so angry one day that they ran outside and they awed up at this guy. They said, God, why won't you let me win the lottery? And God called back down and said, could you meet me halfway and at least buy a ticket? So the idea is, you've bought the ticket, Miss Joanna.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: and that takes a conscious choice.
1: And I didn't realize the power of that choice and the potential of of my life where looking back, so many of my regrets I have were allowing things to happen to me. We allow things to happen and then we react to them. And when you are just reacting and you're not really conscious, you don't, make healthy choices most of the time. And so my whole life, it's things happen. I'm I'm a historical victim. I have allowed things. I really hope things happen. I really, well, and, and you know, unhealthy, I'm a procrastinator. I am not a morning person. I'm a late nighter. I'm all of these things. And then I get upset when things just don't work out and or me. And um, and you make mm-hmm. unhealthy choices or you allow things to happen. And now, um, now I, I can't imagine living any other way. And when I feel out of control of my situations, the first thing I do is, what do I have control over? Or where is this anxiety coming from? Is it because of a responsibility? I have shirked. Is this because of something I need to do? Is it an email? Is it a phone call? Is it an action? Um, or is this just something that I have to be patient and let ride out?
0: So you're speaking to yourself like a friend. I'm I'm trying to. I'm trying to treat myself with more kindness. And whoever. Well, and that's one of the Buddhist terms is that we treat We pay attention with kindness is what we do. And the Buddha talks about compassion and great compassion. Compassion is your dog, your daughter, a friend. Naturally, you have compassion for them, and that doesn't take a whole lot of effort. When we talk about great compassion, what we're talking about is showing love and kindness for everyone. In the Quaker world, when we talk about holding people in the light, what we truly do is attempt to connect and join in with the creator the divine's infinite love for that person. As difficult as times may that may be.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, the thing is, is also in holding myself to that, I have also been able to have grace for other people in recognizing my here and now and the things that I struggle with. I'm able to both recognize other people's wrongdoings, but also show kindness and grace and it's because I can understand how I have fallen short that I I have grace for other people's shortcomings too but it doesn't mean I'm also trying to also learn to protect my own boundaries because that's an, another way that boundaries
0: I'm... boundaries could certainly be a uh, whole talk for another uh, yeah. occasion for sure yeah. however Dr uh, Wayne Dyer uh, said that if you have a choice between being kind and being right Choose kind, and you'll be right every time. Again, that's a choice.
1: That that speaks to me so clearly. I've been in so many situations. Um, a couple very recent big ones come to mind, um, especially with the divorce. But with a couple, how other friends have have treated they they are reactive and they are so worried. And I know, like. I was so worried about being right. Let me explain. Let me. And I would always rather come out knowing that I have been kind. I have shown love. Um, and I will never regret that. And somebody else treating me badly, that's on them. That is not on me.
0: Indeed. And, and you have a choice as to whether to expose yourself to those situations. Exactly. Exactly. And one of the lines that you particularly used that caught my attention in Relevance to what we do is when you talk about living intentionally
1: and In especially it, everything was we talk about technicolor, everything was sort of live wire going through all of the emotions and psychoses and pathologies, all of it off the charts, um, especially during that saturated time of of the divorce, all of that. but I also had a lot of epiphanies through there, and it was during that time I realized taking stock of the moment and making sure that I was choosing. People have the tendency to walk in their house and turn on the TV and then four hours go by while they're watching reruns of something they don't actually like. And they wonder where their evening went and they are miserable and they're depressed and they are, and I realized just how much time and not just time, but ourselves We've, we've just let go in those, in those moments and living intentionally, realizing, you know what? I want to veg out and I want to crack watch Netflix for a few hours. That's what's going to feel good right now. And that's what I want to do. And so I don't feel guilty. Living intentionally has helped diminish my anxiety because when you are putting off responsibilities or you find yourself in a situation watching TV that you haven't really chosen, when you are ignoring responding to somebody's text that will help them, that um it it, it creates this ongoing feeling of imbalance and you're nowhere. You're in this In between, and you haven't chosen anything. And how are you supposed to feel good about that? You can't. So, I feel at least like, well, I've made a choice, whether it's a good or bad one, or wise or unwise. Here, I will watch Netflix now. You know what? I am choosing to go out, I am choosing to risk money on buying such and such. And, um, it's diminished my anxiety tremendously because I am not leaving things up to, well, is this going to happen? Boy, I wish something else <laughs> would happen to me right now. I'm I'm buying the ticket.
0: You spoke about time earlier, and quite often what we do is we'll do some a little bit of an exercise using time as currency, being mindful. So what would your favorite color be at this uh, very instant, uh, Joanna? Purple. 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 Okay. And what would be a shape that would mean something? Do you star, diamond, square, heart? I I don't know if this fits, but the thistle? The thistle, sure. Absolutely. Well, most thistles are purple. Yeah. So the idea is, is that you have these purple thistles. However, they're not Crayola crayon colors. They're sparkling and they're alive and they're like metal flake in the sun. They're vibrant, they're shiny and they're exquisite and they're beautiful. And they're so rare and they're only yours they're only yours. So what else are people born with but time? Who knows how long? So let's imagine that you have a bag full of these magnificent, irreplaceable purple thistles on your hip. And however, if you're mindful of every time, of every action that you take, every thought, things that you do, you're actually reaching in your pocket, Pulling out one of these magnificent, irreplaceable, exquisite objects and spending it like currency. And there are no refunds. Mm -hmm. It's not Walmart. They won't give you a gift card. Uh, So would you walk down the streets of the city burning $50 bills? No. However, how often have either you said this or you've run into other people and said, what are you doing? I'm killing time. I'm wasting time you're taking those irreplaceable objects that are only yours and literally burning them. Now keep in mind that at some point a wise mind choice might be, I'm going to spend my currency on crashing out on Netflix. Yeah. And that's a wise mind choice. Right. That's, that's how I choose to spend my currency. Yeah.
1: And it, it's it's minimized my regrets. It's kept me from, from making unwise choices. And um, so not just my that anxiety about the the present and the future but it's it's minimized my regrets going forward which is wonderful because i can't change the past but i can <laughs> i can begin to have an influence a power
0: over a control over my recent past you can use that past as one of your greatest assets and perhaps as a template for your future decisions and keeping on the topic of living intentionally We talk about paying attention on purpose, which is what mindfulness Mm -hmm. truly is. It's paying attention on purpose. It's not leaving your body and flying around the moon. or You don't have to go to Tibet and sit on satin pillows and be surrounded by 10,000 candles (laughs) and go home all day. That'd be nice. Yeah. Super duper. However, what we often ask people to do is create spa moments for themselves during the day. We we do check-ins to see whether you're alive. We do a bunch of really neat stuff, which I'd like to uh, talk to you about in the future. Uh, However... Quite often what we challenge people to do is be in a familiar place a drive, perhaps, that they go on every day. And I ask them to pay attention on purpose and notice something that they haven't seen before. And I'll guarantee you every single time you'll find something that you have not noticed Mm -hmm. every single time. And then you'll begin to be in that moment. And then mindfulness is, is when we pay attention to each moment and when we move from each moment to each moment, Those moments truly become timeless. And one other thing I wanted to get back to was when you were at that jumping off point, that epiphany where you were pushed out of your comfort zone by those strong emotions. Most of our memories are formed by strong emotions. Mm -hmm. You described that so vividly. (laughs) And so most of our lives, and when we talk about saying, oh my gosh, I'd like to crystallize this moment, let's say a, a special moment with your daughter. So what we want to do is we want to add strong emotions to those memories, and no and they'll bond more strongly. And ridiculously, sometimes I ask people to, if they really want to remember something, to laugh out loud as hard as they can. Mm. And who cares if it's out in public? Yeah. Do you want whose memory is it? Is it theirs or yours? It's mine. Right. And they might have that memory yeah. of you laughing loudly, out in <laughs> public? telling that years later. Well, that's uh, that's that's just wonderful. I'd like to uh, discuss some of your uh, your epiphany album. Could you talk a little bit about that?
1: Uh, yeah, um, it was, I, I was still adjusting to the fact that things that I wrote feelings that I had were going to be put on a CD and people were showing up in a studio to record them. So I was kind of lashing out thinking, well, uh, of all the pieces, what do I put on a CD? What's, uh, and, um, Two of them that I knew right away is, um, as best as we can bear, which is what the community calls the saddest poem ever and lullaby, which is the piece that I wrote for my daughter. Those were two that I knew had to be there. And those were two of the ones that were closest to my, my heart, whatever that the live wire, that raw nerve, those were two that I valued that much.
0: When I listened to Mama's lullaby, I kept going back in my own mind to wonderful stories that I had read, uh, such as *Through the Looking Glass*, uh, the Ellis in Wonderlands, all of all of the, the Peter Pan yes, stories. Yes. Uh, I thought of those magical, wonderful, mystical Whimsical. times. Yes, yeah, indeed.
1: And um, well, if you want to know it, the the lullaby. The piece itself is more what I, what I brought to it. It's much more complicated than what comes out in the piece itself. It's actually part two of a bigger piece. And the first part, which I I wrote first, was about those early days of divorce, waking up in my new home without my daughter and being lost. And I mean, my my duplex is the size of a small house, but it's not this immense space. But it may as well have been. And I woke up and I remember thinking, is this, wait, I'm supposed to get dressed now. That's what people do before they go to work. How do we get dressed? It It was walking through. And I wrote a piece about it. It was this twisted jungle gym of these yawning angles and this unfillable space. And I was lost without my daughter to tether me to life and to, to routine and to the world without her. Because she is there. I know who I am. I am your mother. These are things that we do in order to, I, this is how I love. And without her, it was, it was this yawning emptiness. And seeing a toy that was left behind in the middle of the floor would, it was too painful. Getting used to that, to the, the fact that now my daughter lived in different places with me and without me. Seeing a toy in the middle of the carpet would break my heart and it was too painful to see it there and so i had to i had to remove evidence of her from my life when she wasn't with me so that i could keep going and to talk about my daughter who is the thing that i love most in this life in this world um to talk with such struggle such it, not hopelessness but such darkness and, and loss. I didn't want that to be the, the, the period on the end of the sentence talking about my daughter going through this. And so I said, well, what, what, what can I do? This is truth, but this can't be the end of it. What else is here about my daughter? And one thing that I could do, no matter what was happening with me, no matter how I felt, no matter where she was, I could wish her peace. So the lullaby was me wishing her peace. Whatever bed she was going to sleep in, whoever she was saying goodnight to, that was something that I could do
0: and I could mean. The connection between you and your daughter. And as with any artist, you had your own conception of what it meant to you when you put it out there however from other people's perspectives you could view that as reverie you could view that as whimsical you could view that as some type of a magical childhood experience mm-hmm. either you participated in or you remember or you wish you had yeah uh one of those things and it's uh it's i'm gratifying to see how you're unafraid to show your own emotions when you when you talk about your daughter and uh this is one of the things that uh perhaps women share among themselves, which I'm not in on that uh, secret yet. Uh, however, <laughs> uh, the emotions uh, and the thoughts and feelings are so, so layered and interwoven that uh, it's just a beautiful thing to behold.
1: Thank you very much. Like I'm,
0: I'm, I'm grateful that we can sit here and uh, participate in it.
1: Once upon a time with you, sweetheart... home and far away there's a house of gingerbread dreams and carnival scraps of paper hearts where we conspire traps for dancing bears creating mobiles weaved with wonder over the existence of unicorns Rainbows arching a sky over talking lions.
0: Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of fishing without bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.